the Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome, friends. Today, we are going to have an interesting and fun show. I know it will be for me. I hope it is for you. Something maybe you've never really thought about. Of course, I say that all the time because I'd like to bring you things you've never thought about. (laughs) Well, this one is really big, so I'm going to try and condense it for you. But just know, I'm just touching on the subject, actually. It's much bigger than this. I have a question for you. Anything that you use, consume, wear, think about, drink, put on your skin, breathe into your lungs, look at, listen to, read, eat, what does that lead to? What's the end result? What is the benefit of it? Because it will have an effect on you in the future or right now. You see, everything has an end result. If you are conscious about that end result, then you will make better decisions. There's an old Indian proverb from India. Talks about the man who was cutting a branch off of a tree while he was standing on that branch at the end of it. So once he was successful, he fell. Every decision we make has some consequence meaning either good or bad. All right, so let's get into this. The human body actually vibrates at 100 megahertz. That's right, you heard me, 100 megahertz. Why 100? Who knows, it's just the way it is. A very sickly diseased body or death actually vibrates at 15 megahertz. It could go lower than that, but generally it's 15. Why do you say that? What's the point of this episode now? Oh, we're going to get into super fabrics. Oh, yeah. Yep. Super fabrics like linen and wool. I know that this is a health podcast. Well, I'm going to bring you health. The reality is there's so much more going on that affects your health than you even realize or I even realize. This is just one aspect. Happens to be really fun to talk about and learn about. It's not always about your diet and exercise, and nutrition. Sometimes there's things that affect you in a really wonderful way. And wouldn't you want to know what those are? Well, let's talk about them. All right, so we have linen and wool. Those are the two best. Linen's better than wool. Cashmere is probably the same as wool, but I can't confirm that right now. There are two distinctual fibers we're talking about here. So obviously linen is plant, wool is animal. Wool and hemp, okay, hemp's all right. Cotton, it's okay too, but not anywhere close to linen. And then the animal fibers, I pretty much think that all the animal fibers are equivalent to just the larger context of wool, as in cashmere, etc. But I'm not quite sure that just yet. So we're just going to talk about the generalization of wool today. Mostly this is going to be on linen because linen is absolutely an incredible, incredible fabric to be wearing or using. Problem is that When you think of things like cotton, you've always been told, you know, we should do cotton. And now the newer one that's coming out again is hemp. They're good, but they're also neutral. They don't really do much for you. They're just kind of there. We'll get into this a little bit further. Organic unbleached cotton actually registers at 100 megahertz. Non-organic or bleached measures at between 40 to 70. Anything under 100 actually takes away from you. 
It's not going to help you. Anything above 100 is helpful, or in some cases, very healing. All fabrics besides wool, flax, linen, cotton, and hemp measure 0 to 15. That includes silk, by the way. You see, everyone thinks silk is this natural substance. Well, it is, technically, but it is so synthesized and it's not technically a fiber, so it's not really a fabric per se. It's the product of the silkworm, and then they add dead silkworms into that boiling pot of silk. So they've added worms to the silk. That makes it dead, does it not? Well, anyway, silk is not good for you. It also measures 15, which is sickness or death. Polyester is the worst of all of them. And there's many forms of polyester. We're just going to use the general term. It creates all kinds of these microfibers when you wash it or wear it, touch it when it moves, it breaks apart, gets in the environment everywhere, in our bodies, in the oceans, in our food, in our water, even our soil. It's said that the human body contains enough plastic to actually make a credit card. Not sure if that's true, but sounds pretty legit to me because you're drinking water out of plastic bottles. You're cooking your food in plastic stuff. You're wearing plastic. You're sleeping in plastic. You're breathing it in. You're showering in it. You're taking supplements that have it. You're taking drugs that have it. You can't get away from it. It's just the way it is. Why make it worse? So then you say, well, how do we know this, Eric, that there's this frequency that human body runs at and these other fibers run at? Well, we know this because many researchers and doctors for years and years and years have used many methods looking at frequencies as far back as 1907. They knew there was more to life. They knew ancient texts spoke of this. These docs and researchers had societies and journals of their discoveries. They made all kinds of devices to measure these frequencies and these vibrations and all of this stuff. They called it electromedical therapy. They measured all the areas of the body and found the hertz associated with those specific areas, like your knee cartilage or your liver or your eyeball or your hair. The American Medical Association who, by the way, granted licenses to practice medicine way back in like 1925, I think it was 1920. They wanted to standardize medicine. By doing that, you had to have a license. Well, guess what? They didn't like the people doing electromedical therapy. They really, really didn't like them because first of all, they were healing people for free almost. So they crushed them, absolutely crushed them. They closed everyone down took all their machines, all their data, and everything that they've ever done to help people, all of that data, all that research, gone, pulled it. There were some manuscripts still left over that weren't in those offices and research facilities, and they were elsewhere. Those have survived. Then in 2003, Dr. Heidi Yellen, she's the most famous one for figuring this out, decided to test the theory of vibration in fabrics. See, you got to remember, They've been using certain fabrics throughout all of history. We're going to get into that. Her and her colleagues used a device they use in agriculture. They can um, test for soil and how the soil and the plant 
works together in vibration and frequency to figure out the best time to plant it. Yes, that's actually a thing because there's frequencies. Nowadays, they call it electroculture for gardening and growing fruits and vegetables and this kind of thing. It's massively becoming popular really, really fast. Use everything from magnets to electricity to light to, oh, it's crazy. Really fun stuff. They know that you can test the soil and the plant and make sure that they're in sync. Another guy figured it out too, Dr. Philip Callahan, noted physician and researcher. He confirmed the results using just a basic oscilloscope. Yeah, just the one you've seen like in movies and school and everything with that little wave going across that little LED screen. Yep, it attaches leaves to it and things and you can frequency read it, which he did. He tested it on linen to see if it would work. Oh yeah, tested really high, which we're going to get into. Then he decided this stuff's so good, he actually made an antenna out of linen for the oscilloscope. It's crazy. And then where did this all come from? Technically, most of all this came from Otto Warburg. He's in the 1920s. Father of the cancer cure. Guy is absolutely incredible. He's the one I talked about that figured out lactic acidosis as the main cause of all disease and death. He measured frequencies of fabrics as well as things like the pathogens and sicknesses and good things and bad things that could affect you. He figured a lot of this stuff out long time ago. So Dr. Heidi Yellen decided, look it, I got all these people back then. Let's check this out. When she saw all of those journals and books written about this and said, what the heck is going on? Why don't we have this? I'm going to figure out this is true. And she figured it out. So the question is, should you change all the fabrics you have in your life to wool or linen? At least organic, unbleached cotton, maybe? Well, that's up to you, I guess. I'm going to give you some reasons why you should. But it goes further than just your clothes. All right. So you're really going to have to decide where and how you can use these things in your life. I'll give you some ideas. Don't you worry. Disclaimer, I'm going to give you testimonies as well. These are ones I've read. There are numerous testimonies throughout the ages going way, way, way back. There's a lot of research too right now on linen and other fabrics. So if you need the data and you want to look at it, you know, from scientific studies and things like that, go ahead, look it up, knock yourself out. But the whole point of this podcast is you don't have to. I'm going to give you the truth right now. I've deciphered most of this for you. But the best way is to try it yourself. Then you'll know. It doesn't matter if they're anecdotal or if they're scientific or what. Clinical randomized trials doesn't matter. If it feels good to you and it helps you, doesn't matter what science says. Most science is wrong. About 20% of science is real science. The rest is all theory and made up opinions and uh, don't get me started. Okay, let's get into the best one of the whole thing. Right off the bat, I'm just going to nail this, okay? Linen. Linen is the best fabric on the planet, period, bar none. You might say that hemp could be as good, but we have no measurement on hemp yet. Hemp's a little bit more durable than linen, but linen has other attributes that hemp doesn't. So it's going to be maybe a toss-up. I'm not going to hit on hemp in this episode. That'll be future once we somewhat somehow find out whether its frequency is as good or not. But check this out. Linen, the signature frequency on linen is 5,000. Yes, you heard me correctly. 
Your human body is 100. Linen is 5,000. Cotton, unbleached, organic, is 100. Those yoga pants you're wearing right now, that dry fit polo you're wearing right now, yeah, 15, the same as death. Linen is the oldest known fabric. If you read the history of linen, it's going to blow your mind. Remember last episode, I said that I got on to this episode and I had to listen to other ones as well. They were just so fascinating. This was one of them. How is linen made? Why did they make it? Where do they make it? What are its attributes? Who uses it? How long ago have they been? I mean, it just goes on and on. And it's been used in so many things I never knew. One of the ways that they've been using it forever is on wounds. They can prove this just in any hospital, in any setting. You can take pieces of organic flax linen. Remember, it's always flax linen, nothing else, just flax. Add it to your wound, whatever that is. You'll find that it heals either in half the time or super fast. Much, much faster than any Band-Aid or any topical anything you can put on there. It is really fast. That's that vibrational frequency of 5,000. I know I've hit you a million times on vibrations and frequencies and EMF and all this kind of stuff. This is why, you see, at 5,000, it's ultra healing. It tells your cells to repair faster. Your cells want to repair faster. Your body doesn't want a wound. It's, it's trying to get the wound healed. Linen is uh, naturally antibacterial and antifungal. So when you use it for wounds, it keeps bacteria out and fungus. The coolest thing that I think linen does is linen fibers reflect light. Sounds weird, doesn't it? What does that mean, they reflect light? It means that you're protected from all kinds of frequencies of light that may not be good for you at any specific time. So you have two ways that you get light in your body. I told you just before, eyes and skin. So if you're wearing linen fibers and you're in a blue lit environment, it blocks the blue. And by the way, it's the only fiber that reflects light. Isn't that crazy? It actually reflects light. That's just, that to me is phenomenal. Why? Why does it reflect light? It's also anti-static. It keeps electrical charge from static in your environment, from collecting on your skin, which is never a good thing for your body. Now you have this charge on you because probably wearing some kind of synthetic fibers or fabrics, especially things that conduct static electricity. Don't we all know this? Polyester has got a lot of static, a lot. You're wearing yoga pants or something or anything of these fibers that absorb static charge it's touching your skin can make you agitated, especially things like maybe restless legs. How about that one? You're in your lounge wear, whatever that is, and then you go to bed and you got restless legs. You're like, what the heck? I can't sleep. Could be. I'm just saying. Static is known to pull actually radon out of the atmosphere, and that collects on the synthetic fibers. Did you know that's radioactive? Sounds far-fetched, doesn't it? Well, guess what? They know this in nuclear facilities. So they can't wear synthetics. They even set off the detectors on their way out <laughs> that they've got too much radon attached to their clothing. It's also pH neutral, which helps with skin while wearing or sleeping in it. pH, interesting. Why does it help your skin? Well, for some reason, maybe it's the fact that it absorbs good 
energy, not static electricity, but good energy, maybe touching your skin, it just has somewhat of effect. Don't know, but people say their skin gets better, like noticeably better, especially things like rashes, breakouts, itchiness, those all go away. And then the skin's elasticity and wrinkles get better. They don't know. I don't know. I can't give reason why it's doing that. I've got ideas and theories, but I don't want to say those and be wrong. It's also thermoregulating. So whether you're cold and you want to get warm or you're warm and want to cool off. Yep, it does that for you. Very few things can do that for you, but this is a natural fiber that does it. How cool is that? It's also hypoallergenic. So if you're allergic to most things, most people can handle linen more than any other fabric there is. So good is linen that even mummies in Egypt were buried in it. So now that they buried in it, they used to wear it themselves. Were there other fabrics? Of course there were. Cotton, animal stuff, they had those. Why was linen such a prized fabric in Egypt? Because it's better. Remember, it's temperature regulating. Cotton is not. Wool can be. But wool was probably uncomfortable being out there in the desert when it was hot. Of course, we know Jesus was buried in fine linen. The Bible says not just linen. It says fine linen. There is a difference. By the way, fine linen is stuff that you would wear. Burlap or canvas. Those are also linen, but you wouldn't wear those. Scripture also tells us that he's going to come back in fine linen. And everybody with him will be in fine white linen. So in the Bible... Linen is actually mentioned 90 times. That's a lot. That's more than many of the concepts that the Bible talks about. 90 times. All right, let's talk about a sensitive subject. That's babies. Why should babies use linen? Well, babies are like little sponges. They absorb everything. Do you know, when you look back into the literature, swaddling was actually linen. Read a story of a Jewish man who his baby was born dead and he swaddled that baby in his prayer shawl, which was very fine linen, held that baby for 30 minutes. This is a recent story, by the way. Ambulance showed up finally and the baby was fine. To this day, child is totally normal. Just saying. Could that have something to do with the antenna effect and the 5,000 hertz? Probably. So if fabrics are full of synthetic chemicals and dyes, just nastiness. I mean, just nasty chemicals, nasty dyes. Just, I'm telling you, they're really, really bad for you. And they're very bad for the environment. Well, your skin is going to absorb those chemicals, especially when it gets heated. You're touching your skin the whole time with some God knows what in the fabric. If you think about it with your children, and symptoms they may have or future problems they probably will have with their health? How about diapers? How about all the chemicals you put on your baby's skin that are in soaps and lotions? I mean, like I said, their skin is a sponge. I have a soft spot for babies and pets because they can't tell you how they feel. They can just cry and that's it. So to me, anything you can do to protect them why would you not want to do those? In Japan, Konnichiwa. many other countries too, but specifically Japan in this case, hospitals use only linen. Why? Because 
they don't have bed sores. People get healed faster in linen. Not like twice as fast, but it is quicker and they know it. They've seen it. But no bed sores because of the fabric, the way the fabric works on your skin. I told you, hyperallergenic, thermoregulating, pH neutral, no static, antibacterial, antifungal. They put it on wounds. So if you put it on your body and then you're laying on it, how is it possible you're going to get a bed sore? I mean, you can't. The other thing that's pretty wild that it does is it can buffer bad EMF, 5G, your phones, Wi-Fi, all the negative garbage in our in our electro pollution environment. So when you sleep in linen sheets, you're actually almost kind of like a Faraday cage against bad EMF. It protects you from a lot of that. Not all of it, but most of it can be buffered out. They know this. They can measure it. It's also hydrophilic, which just means it sheds moisture from your skin. So that whole dry fit idea or some of these clothings that we wear that say whisks moisture from your skin. Guess what? Flax linen already does that naturally. It's already, it's already in it. Why do you have to spray some chemical that's totally toxic on your clothes in order to get that when you can just wear linen? I know that there's all kind you're going to say, oh, but it, it wrinkles easily. It's expensive. All this kind of, I get it, but it's worth it. Absolutely. 100% worth it. Now, as far as the quality of the materials, some materials are really high quality. Others are not so much. The thickness or how coarse it might feel to you isn't always an indicator of its quality. Thicker linen that's organic, made from flax, those are essentially coming out of Europe for the most part. And they're very, very good. They're known for this all around Europe. Thicker materials will keep you warmer a little bit. They also last longer for the most part. You can get very soft linen right away, but it has its drawbacks. It's also been stonewashed and used more. So maybe it's too soft or maybe you just don't like the feel of whatever article of clothing or sheet set you got. But just know that no matter what, the more you use it, the softer it gets. Of course, it's going to wrinkle. That's one of the things that is the hallmark of good linen. It will wrinkle. If it doesn't wrinkle, they have additives in there that you don't want. The thicker the linen, the longer it's going to take to break in. I'm telling you, it's worth it. And for a side note, I will tell you, the linen I find that is already soft is also cooler to the touch than my thicker stuff. The thicker stuff is less cold. So I'll give you an example, sheets. My thicker sheets, which take a lot longer to break in, now that it's getting colder this time of year, when you get into bed, it's not cold at all. The softer linen sheet set that I use is much cooler to the skin, but might be one of those things where one's good in the winter, one's good in the summer, mostly. We'll see. You never know. You got to work with it. You got to work with what you got. Got to work with what you paid for. I just wanted to let you know that it's not always the softest is the best. Sometimes there's other qualities that you need to look out for, like quality stitching. Is the weave correct? Is the color what you're looking for? There's a lot of things you need to think about. I just wanted to throw those out to you. Linen and also hemp 
are so much better for the environment. It's crazy in so many ways, actually. All right, I'm going to give you a few testimonies here. Um, I said I would. I'm going to run through these. I'm not going to spend any time on them. I'm going right through them, okay? So I'm going to talk fast, hear me out, and we'll be on to the next thing. I decided to wear linen underwear because I was having yeast infections and heard it could help. I received the underwear and put it on. I noticed after an hour or so I had no lower back or hip pain. You see, I also suffer from chronic bursitis and have chronic pain daily. I often wake my husband in the middle of the night because I cry out in pain when I move the wrong way. I am a total believer. I cannot believe the linen worked when all of the essential oils, massage, and chiropractic only relieved the pain slightly and the pain always returned. Here's another one. I had a migraine for three days before I got my linen pillowcases. I slept on it one night in the morning. The headache was gone. I've read those a billion times, by the way. I placed some natural linen on my C-section scar, which still itched and hurt every day, even over a year after my daughter's birth. I haven't had pain or itching since. Hmm. After four nights of sleeping on the linen pillowcases, my husband stopped snoring. Can you imagine? Is that easy? Well, might be for them. Many people struggle with sleep disorders, of course, but for those of us who are totally blind, the inability to sleep restfully and regularly is a special problem, which is sometimes called, quote, non-24, unquote. Our lack of light perception tends to skew our circadian rhythms in frustrating and exhaustive ways. After wrestling with this problem for more than 70 years, I am thrilled to say that linen pillowcases have become a welcome solution for me. I am discovering the refreshing healing sleep that I have always wanted. Now I'm purchasing the pillowcases for my blind and sighted friends who need to experience such a beautiful and non-invasive answer for their sleep problems. Could you imagine being blind and can't sleep because you don't draw any light? with your eyes to know what time of day it is, and this helps you? Could it be that antenna effect? Next one. I just had my fourth baby, a sweet girl, on November 4th. I had read about menstrual postpartum pads, out of linen, helping to lessen pain and bleeding, so I made sure to order some before my daughter was born. With the births of my first three children, I had a lot of blood clots, the cramps from my uterus contracting after birth were almost more painful than labor pains. Even with ibuprofen, man, I can't even, I can't even think about that. That's, can you imagine worse than your labor pains? I continue. However, this time, thanks to menstrual and postpartum linen pads, I had absolutely no blood clots, a much lighter flow and the afterbirth contractions were the least painful of all four of my children. Nurses warned me that they hurt worse the more children you have, but that was simply not the case this time. That's awesome. Next, last one. For several days in a row, I was awakened in the night with tooth pain sensitivity. I knew I should go to the dentist to have it checked, but kept putting it off. One night, I remembered my organic linen pillowcase. I put it on my pillow in the middle of the night and went to sleep. After I put it on, I never experienced tooth pain again. When I finally went to the dentist after that, he said there was no cavity or any other problem in my tooth. I almost don't believe it myself, but that's what happened. That's just some 
testimonies to show you that you can't tell these people that they didn't experience that. They did experience that. I'm sure you've experienced things in your life when you were thinking, this is not going to work. There's no way. And then bang, it works. All right. So linen's the best. Wool. We're just going to touch on this and we're going to move on. Wool also vibrates at 5,000, but it doesn't reflect light. Problem with wool is it can be a little more tricky because it's hard to find the products and they're usually a little bit itchy. Now, alpaca uh, is smoother fibers than wool, even merino wool. I'm not sure if alpaca has the same frequency of 5,000. I'm sure it does, but no one's tested it yet. If that's true and you want to use alpaca, that's probably a better alternative for you because it's not going to be itchy. Very few people get itchiness from alpaca. Very, very few. Let me just interject here really quickly. There's a caveat to both linen and wool. You can't put them together. <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, but they cancel each other out. Why is that? Well, I know it sounds really, well, I don't know how to really put this, but I'll just say what they said. Linen vibrates right to left and wool vibrates left to right. So in essence, it makes it zero. That's what they said. They could see that in the instruments. I'm going to take it one step further. Maybe, just maybe, it's because one's animal and one's plant. I'm just saying. One more point to make is that mixing fabrics is really not a good idea. It's best to keep one single fabric. Because, you see, when you take let's say a vibrational frequency of 100 for organic unbleached cotton and mix that with something like rayon or other synthetic fibers that are vibrating at 15, you're going to take that 100 and bring it down way, way down, probably closer to 15. Yes, it'll bring that rayon up higher than 15, but it's not going to be 100 like the cotton is you've lowered the good vibration from good fabrics by mixing them with low-quality synthetic dead fabrics. This is why it's important to read the labels. Even though someone may say 100% merino wool sweater or 100% organic cotton t-shirt, then when you read the label, it's 80% organic cotton and 20% some other fibers. That is not a frequency of 100. That is not actually 100% organic cotton. That's them saying they put 100% organic cotton in there that wasn't mixed with anything else, but then they added a whole nother other synthetic fabric to that. So technically, it's all word salad and they get away with it. Same thing they do with food and ingredients. They can say it's organic. And then when you read the labels, ah, only part of it's organic but the part that they put in was organic. Does that make sense? All right, let's get back to it. They're harder to find even without the synthetic dyes, but they're out there. Still better than any other synthetic fiber. That's for sure. Why? Because think about it. You're putting the stuff on your skin. Either you're sleeping in it or you're putting it on your body. A lot of pieces, by the way. And then the one that really bothers me the most is you're putting that fabric on your private parts, you know, that area should be probably the cleanest area of your body. And you're putting synthetic chemicals and synthetic dyes and fabrics that vibrate at the same as death. Hmm. 
Not such a good thing to do, is it? Plus, you're absorbing the microfibers from the plastic, from the polyester and the rayon and the acrylic and all of that stuff. Of course, plastic, if you don't know, is a xenoestrogen. So microplastics actually act like estrogen in your body. So we're wondering why you gained 20 pounds since you started wearing yoga pants. Guarantee you that's why. Wondering why you gained 20 pounds going to all these athletic clothes all the time. That's why. Wondering why breast cancer's through the roof. One of the reasons is bras aren't made out of linen or organic unbleached cotton or wool. They're made out of synthetic fibers. Those things, those fabrics are terrible for those sensitive areas of your body. And then the other thing that we do is we wear black all the time. Black is horrible for your skin and your brain and your overall health. When they measure black fabrics, it's zero. Think about that. It's not even 15, which is death. It's below death. I mean, I mean, is, do I, wow. Well, I guess uh, I'll leave that one there. I know you feel like you look slimmer. I know it's looks good with everything. I, I understand. But knowing how and when to wear black might be a better way. Now we're on to the depressing part of this conversation. I know you're not going to want to hear this. Most people don't. But I'm going to give you the reality. 85% of clothing purchased ends up in the landfill in one year. Then guess what? Most people, they don't buy one article of really good quality clothing every so often. No, no. They buy lots of pieces of clothing and either don't wear them or get rid of them super quickly, like within a year. There's more clothing on the planet than there are people that can wear it. So they end up also burning it or burying the clothing in all kinds of third world countries. Yes, you heard me correctly. Burning or burying clothing in third world countries because there's too much clothing and not enough people to wear it. And then you add things like the fact that super high-end brands, they will not let their clothing end up being given to the less fortunate. Oh no, because they don't want their brand name to be associated with somebody homeless or in Africa or something. Can't have, you know the names associated with those type of people. Not going to do it. But the normal brands don't care. They just want to sell as much as possible. What does that say about things like the environmental people? They're so worried about a tiny bit of carbon dioxide coming out of the cars, but they're not worried about synthetic clothing being burned all around the world and put into landfills. They're even burning used tires all over the world because there's no place to put them. They burn them. You can't tell me that's producing less than cars nowadays that have really good emissions. It's just a, if people knew that textiles are one of, if not the largest environmental hazard on this planet, well, maybe you do now. All the chemicals, all the fabrics, all the dyes, how they get rid of it, all the excess material that they can't use because they trimmed it off in the, in the making of the garment, where'd all that go? I mean, at least back in the day when Levi's made jeans, they would give the cuttings to the government who made dollar bills out of it. Not anymore. One of the things you need to be concerned about with all these synthetic fabrics is they're extremely flammable. I mean, if you get anywhere near a flame and that sucker goes up, you're going up. There is no, <laughs> there's no backing away. That's why when you, when you buy oven mitts and these kinds of things, they're not made out of microfiber. Those are plastic. They burn, you would be, well, 
we don't want to talk about that. And then if they do try and do whatever they can to keep them from being somewhat flammable, they use things like bromine. That's that substance I told you about that's in Mountain Dew that's banned all around the world. It's a fire resistant. It's used in so many things you come in contact with every day, especially your clothes. Why do you want those on your body then? Absorbing bromine. If countries won't even allow it in the food, why are you putting it on your skin? I no longer am doing this. I'm getting rid of all my stuff that is not, at minimum, neutral to my skin or up to the frequency of linen. You ready for a truth bomb? I'm about to hit you with one. Hit me today. Never thought about this topic until today. Why do we wear clothes with brand names on them? Do we work for these companies? Do they pay us to wear their clothing? Are we salespeople for these brands? Are we athletes that are being paid to use their clothing to sell their stuff? Why are we promoting brands that we have absolutely zero association with? Do you know what those companies stand for? Do you know what their morals and values are? How do they treat their workers? Where is it made? What are you supporting? You see where I'm going with this? They're taking advantage of you. You're wearing their brand and you're not getting anything for it. Well, you could say I got a t-shirt, Eric. Okay, you can get a t-shirt without a brand on it. Probably looks better too. You see where I'm going with this? You'll wear an entire outfit with branding all over it, but you don't work for them. You're not an athlete. They don't pay you. So why? So here's the thing. Natural fibers come from the planet, from life, from the ground, from animals as well. Organic should be important for you in your life, not just your food, but also your clothing because the dyes and chemicals I talked about. Synthetics ultimately do come from the planet, but they're so synthesized, so far away from anything natural, the life has been completely extracted from them. So it is important what you wear. Here's an experiment for you. If you're wearing tight-fitting nylon clothing like yoga pants or dry-fit everything, or just about anything that you know is plastic-based, sheets, clothing, it's on your furniture, it's everywhere. Try wearing organic cotton or organic linen or wool loosely for a few days and then see how you feel. Nothing tight, just nice fitting, a little bit looser, more comfortable. Just see how you feel. Then you'll know. Is it for you? Do you feel any better? I mean, you're going to feel the things that would be immediate. You're not going to feel the xenoestrogens that develop over time. But maybe things like headaches, like the guy said, or anybody that's out here, they're listening to this episode. Maybe there's something that you deal with every day that this could change, like skin issues. That you would see pretty much right away. Your clothing also sends a message to other people, does it not? Do we, seriously, do we wear clothing expecting other people to notice it? Are we trying to impress them? Or are you trying to feel good about yourself? And then why do you feel good about yourself? Because you think you look good. To whom? To them. <laughs> it's not for you. It's for them, ultimately. Why are you wearing the clothing that you're wearing? Are you wearing it for others? Or are you wearing it for your health? I hope you found this episode enlightening and interesting. I know I did. Till next time, take care of yourself. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. 
feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.